Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Draper Goran Holm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bottle of control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. How do you want to slap the bag? So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money, start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. (laughs) Wow, that was heavy. Boom. Welcome to Blockchain and Booze number 109. Um, If you are watching on one of the streams, uh, I want to thank uh, Lunar Crush. I want to thank Blockchain Radio for uh, syndicating this. Um, but if you're watching on one of those streams on YouTube, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, wherever, come to meet.blockchainbooze.io if you want to hang with the, community, with the community, ask questions in the chat, do all that fun stuff. This is a really fun one. We've got some of our friends back. Mike and John have been on this show before. But uh, Matthew and, and Pietro are uh, brand new to the show. Welcome to Blockchain and Booze. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Hey, for, thanks for having uh, us. Cheers. Thank you. Um, so, so this is going to be fun because we we not only get to talk about our you know the the trending favorite topic and and maybe what I talk about a little too much lately, which is NFTs. Um, we're, we get to bring it to uh, to giving and charity and things like that. And I know a lot of you actually participated in an auction I did. Months back, um, when I first created Punk Ape Strong, I, I raised some Tez because the giving block um, added support for Tezos. So um, I think we got like 500 Tez donated to uh, my favorite organization that I donate to out here. But, but so I'm excited to have Pietro on from the giving block. And, and, and Matthew is here um, from the ASPCA, which yeah, everyone knows um, and it, it, it'll be fun to hear what, what you have to say, you know, from the perspective of an organization getting crypto donations and things like that. Um, so, so welcome back, guys. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Matthew and Pietro. Why don't we just start with getting, a, uh, getting everyone um, a little bit of an intro um, on you personally, not just your organization. Let's, let's start at the top. We'll do a roundabout. Uh, Matthew, uh, welcome. <clears throat> All right. So th- thank you for having me. Um, you know, definitely excited to be here and talk about this subject. Um, I have, uh, I'm relatively new to this space. So 
Uh, I want everybody to you know, kind of take it easy on me today. Um, but the, um, you know, myself, I've been in cause partnerships, um, working with nonprofits and for-profits, getting them together um, to help do good for animals. So I've been there for, been working for nonprofit about 10 years now uh, at the ASPCA, about five. Um, and it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. It's an amazing organization. Obviously, you know, everybody here knows what, what the ASPCA is. Um, and we're excited to be taking this next step um, into the donation field of crypto and NFTs. Nice. You got, are you guys currently accepting donations in crypto, just like direct donations? Um... Not direct. We are, thanks to Pietro uh, and the Giving Block. Uh, I think everybody in the nonprofit world can thank the Giving Block now. Um, <laughs> definitely fill the void that was necessary. Um, so we are taking crypto through the Giving Block. Um, and um, we are obviously partnering with NFTs to receive funds that way as well. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think a lot of, um, a lot of, I think it's become a part of the, it's always been a part of the, the crypto culture to kind of give back and create these sort of circular economies and, and all that. But I love the trend in, in sort of the NFT space where almost every project uh, at this point comes up with a charity to support or some greater good they'd like to uh, give back to. And, and I w- could imagine um, there's quite a few uh, uh, dog projects or, or animal projects in general that are that are giving some love to the to the SPCA, which is which is super fun. Um, hey Thomas, hey, yeah, reminder to everyone on LinkedIn, everywhere else, go to meet.blockchainbooze.io and come hang with the rest of the community. Pietro, uh, would love to get your background and and hear a little the high level on the giving block before we dive in. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for everybody tuning in. Thanks for having me here. I um, I guess I have a little bit of a less traditional background because I don't think I've had a job that's longer than six months outside of crypto. So I've kind of been in the space since about 2016. Um, previously worked at a recruiting firm called Proof of Talent, works on uh, recruiting for crypto-based companies and firms. Um, had to give them a shout out. But I am the partnerships manager at The Giving Block. And we're essentially a platform that assists nonprofits accept native crypto donations. Right now, we accept about 80 different assets, working with 1,400 plus nonprofits, including our friends over at the ASPCA. So uh, it's great to have you here. The um, the real like foundation for what we're trying to do is you know crypto no hassles for nonprofits that are looking to grow the pie when they see that kind of demographic turnover in giving uh, in their donor base. And, you know, we have so many people plugged into all this crypto wealth and all this exciting new, like novel forms of giving, including NFTs, that we work with, you know, folks, not only just on the nonprofit side to help them crowdfund, raise donations, but also for crypto donors to be a solution for them, you know, analogous the same way people donate stock and other traditional forms of assets. You know, we have a platform that allows you to get an automated tax receipt to help you optimize your, your giving strategy and use your crypto to maximize your social impact strategy as well. So we've done, uh, I think, a little over $13 million in NFT-related charity last year, and we'll certainly eclipse that this year with the, the trajectory that things are going on. But uh, really excited to be here and, and you know, kind of share the good word of how NFTs are improving the world across a couple of different uh, sectors. 
That's that's huge. That's huge. I've I've got like eighteen thousand feature ideas for you. I'm gonna drop in. The, we're just gonna change this in a minute to after uh, the the Nifty Spirits uh, guys give their intros to Alon pitches ideas to the Giving Block. Um, Mike, uh, you you've been on the show before, but give us a quick background and uh, and tell us why I haven't heard you play an electric guitar yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, great to be back. Great to be here with everyone. Thank you all for, for having us and for taking taking part in in this session. Um my background for you know to to recap last time we were on here, but just quickly, my background's in kind of strategic communications um and PR and spent a lot of time doing blockchain PR as well for kind of startup companies and then larger tech companies as well. Kind of worked across the whole the whole space, but have been kind of long on blockchain for, for a while now, you know, long time enthusiast, long time investor. And it was last year when we really saw, you know, where this space was going to go and said, you know, there's no time like the present to really dive in head first and see what we can do here. Um, so that was kind of what led us to, to starting the project called Nifty Markets, which is, you know, the parent company here of, of Spirit Punks, which is kind of one of the first ventures. But really what that, that project is focused on doing is figuring out and working to bridge physical products, luxury consumable, consumables, collectible products to the blockchain, to Web3 um, through NFT and blockchain technology. Awesome, huge. And and John, is that is that a uh, sock monkey, Sailor Gary behind you? It, uh, it is actually. My, uh, you wouldn't believe it, but my mom found it in a thrift store um, and it, it has a, a play along song, which I'm sure is. Nice. But yeah, I won't, I won't, you know, get the, the copyright infringement for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously I've been on here. Thanks a lot. Thank you everyone for joining. Um, obviously uh, my background, um, you know, longtime blockchain enthusiast, uh, have a, a world-class distillery in California. Um, you know, we, we identified, um, you know, as long-term blockchain enthusiasts, kind of new utility uh, sets of NFTs were starting to provide. We really had no idea kind of how deep the onion uh, really goes. And obviously, I don't think we know quite yet. But um, immediately, once we started considering how you'd go about, you know, viewing, you know, these NFTs as beyond, you know, JPEGs, beyond this kind of just digital art asset um, and kind of discover the tool sets, um, as you know, longtime uh, philanthropic enthusiasts and longtime animal lovers, you said, "How do you know what? Where is this really going to make a difference? You know, how are, how are these technologies going to revolutionize revolutionize society? You know, change you know your ability to you know direct your intentions better, but also as a, a brand creator, you know, give your community those tools and what that means for long term brands and brand building and you know." You know what it means for nonprofits on the other side. So, uh, very excited to be here. You know, Matthew and Pietro are, you know, you know, really kind of moving. You know, it, it takes everyone on all sides. You know, it, it NFTs aren't just for you know the, the crypto enthusiasts. You know, like long term crypto trader. These are you know more akin to you know the dynamics of what websites were. Um, you know, in terms of their potential technology layers and really should be utilized and will be utilized by everyone, you know, a decade from now or less. So we're just excited to kind of build on that. It's, I think it's, it's so crazy exciting, the opportunity that, that we have, right? 
And I think that we can say it and we've been saying it over and over again for years, sort of, you know, I mean, the name Web3 is just an implication of it, right? But but saying it's the next evolution of the internet and, and the next dot-com kind of, you know, um, era and all that, but, but it really is, right? Like, we're just starting to see it. And, you know, I, I bring this, I, I brought this up so many times, but like when John from Lunar Crush you know, brought up the fact like six months ago, John from Lunar Crush called it and goes and goes, you know, Facebook's biggest threat is is Board Ape Yacht Club. And I laughed at him. I, I, I literally my, my exact words were, are, are you fucking high? Like, yeah, right. Like, that's crazy. Um, but you, but you see how community uh, drives um, drives what what happens. Right. And you see what happens when a brand actually has sort of ambassadors and people are bought into it in a way that that web 2.0 or, or even, you know, think about social media sort of started changing that where people could actually measure the brand's worth based on their fans. But now the fans have ownership in different ways um, and brands are, are so, you know, fans are so much more loyal and it you can make things more sticky, more exciting. Uh, right. So, it's 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 so exciting to see what will happen and what will change. And I was just reminded really quickly that we've got uh, Sailor Gary right here um, from uh, his uh, his his pirate costume idea. I think you change the clothing in later versions, but uh, I think it's pretty good. Um, but but going going back to it all, right? Like I think you know, Pietro, you you not only are seeing this from the perspective of, of crypto um, early adopters, enthusiasts, people who hold crypto wanting to make donations in crypto, um, partly just to prove a point, maybe there's some tax benefits of just going direct versus not swapping it and whatever. But, but mostly it's, I think, to prove a point. Um, we want to, to at least if, if you're true believers like us, you want to give. And when I saw, for example, Tezos being... Um, uh, being, you know, supported by the giving block and being a big Tezos fan, I made it a point to, to, to create an opportunity to do it. And then the nonprofit that I wanted to give to, the one that my wife and I give to every year here uh, next to where we live, didn't support, didn't know how to take crypto payments. And I told them to sign up with the giving block and it took them some, some handholding and some walking through. So you get to see this from the perspective of, of, of both sides of the table, right? Um, what's sort of the, the hardest part in all of that is, uh, is are people, you know, are nonprofits generally skeptical? Are they just happy to get any donations? Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear some more stories in, in, in that world. And maybe it'll help the rest of us in, in convincing, you know, uh, uh, the more traditional worlds around us, what, uh, you know, how, how to interact with crypto. So one of our co-founders, Pat Duffy, has a great saying, um, which is that unfortunately nonprofits don't get to flex their innovation muscle very frequently. Um, they're more tied up in doing the good work that, you know, makes the world a better place. Less so worried about optimizing, let's say their backend infrastructure or looking at how to maintain a crypto wallet themselves. Right. And so I think, when he and our other founder, Alex, founded the company, they noticed that there was a significant gap in the tools and infrastructure available for nonprofits to really maximize and grow that pie of donations. I thought that was 
you know, super compelling when I first started working at the company because you know, you think of nonprofits as being, you know, sort of to the side of the traditional economy when in reality yeah. they work in tandem with the traditional economy. You have corporate giving is very standardized across the United States. And as crypto matures as an ecosystem, they thought and we think as a company that not only will this, you know, kind of pie grow and people will give, but naturally crypto folks donate quite a bit more than their sort of just call them TradFi counterparts, right? Um, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, dreamers in the space that want to do good in the world. And so nonprofits, you know, want things to be easy. Uh, they want them to be relatively low cost and low maintenance, right? The same as any other consumer of any other good, I imagine. So yeah. what we've done is we've abstracted away so much of the complexity of having to say manage private keys, having to learn about every single asset that's accepted through our widget. Yeah. Making the nonprofits understand that it's actually quite easy and that we're really a turnkey solution that doesn't require you to staff up, you know, extra folks to monitor this, you know, this dashboard that we give you. Um, I think that's the biggest barrier to entry. Once they learn, they're pretty eager and quick to, to onboard with us. Um, I'm sure Matthew can speak to that from the perspective of the ASPCA. But um, I think the other thing is. You know, this this innovation is somewhat born out of necessity, right? The average donor demographic for charities and nonprofits skews a bit older than the Gen Z and millennial donor base of Web3 and crypto, right? Um, yeah. I think that's incredibly compelling when you see a lot of social media savvy and like active folks who want to participate in giving not the same way that maybe our parents did where they mail a check in and get a tote bag in the mail. Yeah. But like maybe they want to have a sweet PFP that represents like a public commitment to do good in the world yeah. as NFT, right? That's a way cooler way to interact with the charity and like do something cool than, you know, just getting kind of your subscription, like thank you letter, or your, your stewardship letter in a, in a, you know, in a magazine or something. So um, that's the fun part about what we do is we get to do all these types of bespoke campaigns. Um, you know, we get to help folks at an international level. I would say one thing that just proves the crypto thesis, generally speaking, um, is the work we've even been doing in Ukraine, right? Um, we can now, as individuals, have the agency to support folks across the world where traditional banking infrastructure wouldn't allow us to do that. Um, yeah. I thought, to me, that was, you know, the most compelling way to prove that we're a company that does something that's actually value-added to our clients, um, yeah. you know, rather than just being a fun wrapper on top of something that people can do already. Um, yeah. So I think that's there's a lot of things and a lot of directions we can go with, but you know it's a pretty exciting time to be thinking about donating. Yeah, I, I mean uh, it's it's what we say. You know what what's crazy is there's there's this huge difference in what we I guess aspire to be and what we say we're doing uh, versus what happens on a regular basis, right? Like we could talk all day long about open borders in this borderless world where everyone can support everyone and, and frictionless payments and, and, you know, all of these different things that we do. Um, but then, you know, to have fun, we're, we're, we're trading cartoon apes on the internet for exorbitant amounts of money. And it's, it's offensive. Like it's like as much as it's fun and it shouldn't be, it is offensive to, to the rest of the world that because the, the types of numbers and the things are just, it's, it's a little bit crazy. It's, and, an, it's and, an interesting landscape, just to chime yeah. in on that for a second, from my yeah. perspective, because you see this, like people are sitting here trading JPEGs, which is the outside perspective. People say, oh, you're making a ton yeah. of money. And you're like, that makes no sense. And you're like, 
that's really not the point. And I don't want it to be the point because it actually isn't what this represents at a like, really fundamental level where this technology can go, how it can impact organizations, you know, like, like nonprofits that are, are sitting here trying to do good. And there's just, I think, a misconception kind of, you know, on a general basis that, that we're working to get past. I don't think we're close to getting past it yet. Uh, but Pietro, one of the other things I wanted to kind of touch on with what you said is I think there's a really interesting opportunity with with NFTs to say, you know, from a legacy perspective, you say, okay, someone sent in a check and got a tote bag. Whereas now you could say someone donated in crypto and got an NFT in return. And so you can say, now I can see my whole community digitally. I can actually like see what wallets these are held in. I can see the on-chain data and, you know, find out more information about the holders of these NFTs. But I can actually really start to identify my community of donors digitally. And that does a lot of really interesting things to say, okay, how, you know, if you, if you're a donor for 10 years, you know, what does that look like? What, what does that mean, you know, to the organization? What do we say for our legacy donors? This is what this looks like now for early on donors. Okay. Now you have a badge that says, you know, you're part of our community. You're a donor, you're a supporter, and you can display that publicly now, which is really interesting. You can display it digitally now. I mean, people, say, hey, it's, look at it's me. Not, look, it's, yeah. And it's not an uncommon thing, right? Like you give a lot of money to certain organizations. They put your name on a brick on the wall or they put your <laughs> name on a bench at the park or they put your name on the building. If you're, if you're, you know, yeah. If you, enough to if, you donate, if you donate, you know, continuously to an organization that you care about, you're proud of that. That, you know, it's something you want to show, you know, if you, you get a plaque, you know, you're seeing more people in the digital world in a digital realm than you are inviting into your house. You know, it's, you know, especially that's more so true since the pandemic, but you know, here, here we are, you know, you get, to, you get to showcase an NFT. It could be, you know, a, in it, you, you're also having the opportunity to blend new types of concepts. You know, you have this bad authentication, but it, it could be a piece of art, you know, by someone, you know, so you're blending, you know, a, a badge of ownership with different types of media, you know, for us, you can say, Hey, you can make a bottle of alcohol and you can put, you know, a piece of themed art on it, but you could also put music in it, or you could put supply chain data in it, or you can put, you know, and you can, again, ping your audience and say, or your community in this case and say, what do you guys want to see? You know, what do you, what collaborations do you want to see? If we, if we could have resources to re-incentivize you, to engage you further, um, you know, for you to bring in your friends, what would that look like? It's, it's not just, yeah, it's not just the, it's taking the, you know, there, there's a certain amount of, uh, of showing offness in making donations that I love because I go like <laughs> all day long, if you're donating for, for vanity purposes, keep doing it, right? Like you're supporting a great organization, like who gives a crap, right? But the gamification of it all is something that I, I actually was thinking about this the other day and, and I'd like to get Matthew's take in a, in a second, but I was thinking about this the other day because I'm going to go to VCon um, uh, in a few weeks in Minneapolis. And the last time I was in Minneapolis was in a previous life. I was there for the nonprofit technology conference and I was before the word crowdfunding existed, we were building these things called social fundraising sites. And we're using social media to gamify fundraising, make it more transparent, make it more open. To so you could share on MySpace when you made a donation to the ASPCA or, or whatever, right? And you're thinking about this and it seems crazy because it's very normal to today's standards. But back then it was radical. Like 
Like you're going to put a fundraising widget on somebody's MySpace page. Like it seemed so like uh, a foreign to all of these groups. And there was the same two or three uh, um, public companies at the time that were powering every single nonprofit's donation page. It was one was called like Blackbaud and another one was called, I don't even remember, but there were, there were these two companies and trying to convince a nonprofit to just switch was, was crazy. Um, so Matt, you know, Matthew, now there is, you know, like I said, I mentioned the ape thing, which, you know, is, is the extreme and it shouldn't be the use case. But like, I, I see all the time, like I saw one of my, my son's Roblox games made NFTs and you should see the comments on Twitter to that game developer. It was all negative. It was all these parents freaked out. You're indoctrinating our kids into this horrible thing that's bad for the environment. And 90% of it isn't true, but that's just what the public perceives. So from a nonprofit perspective, is there any kind of negative perception? Is there any hurdles to overcome? Because it, it should be our job as the rest of the community to educate people on, on, on this stuff and, and make it like, I know that Pietro, you must spend a lot of your time just explaining to people that what they know about this space is totally different than what the reality is, right? So yeah, that's, a, that's a great question. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Pietro. Oh, no, I was going to say that we definitely do uh, that level of education. But I think you'd be surprised, too, when it applies to nonprofits. You know, a lot of the arguments don't hold water in terms of the traditional FUD that you would receive. I mean, you even think about and I'll, I'll be brief on this. So I want to hear what Matthew has to say. But to, I'll be you know, when you think about even the environmental arguments against cryptocurrency, right, you could theoretically ESG the entire space for a very small fraction of, you know, the profit generated in it and have that all go to offsets or, or, you know, planting trees. And even there, you know, you could with one fell swoop kind of make the whole argument go away. Granted, it's oftentimes based in ignorance or just lack of understanding. But yeah, you know, I think a lot of nonprofits recognize that they want to be ingratiating themselves to this community appropriately and not, you know, just making a splash and getting a lot of flack on Twitter. Right. And we do help them with that and, and provide them the tools and resources to either, you know, engage appropriately or, you know, just let the folks that are in the minority but loud on Twitter just do their thing at the same time. <laughs> That's a, uh, it's very well said. Um, engage, <laughs> uh, it's not engaged in the minority that are very loud on Twitter. Um, but the, the environmental impact was actually a big question. Um, when I brought this to my leadership and I brought this up throughout the different teams, um, you know, it was, it was the first question I got. Um, you know, I did my research, so I, I was able to explain a little bit behind it. Um, I'm so glad this came up here so my peers that are watching can, uh, can see that I wasn't making it all up. Um, but, the, you know, part of what the ASPCA does. So, you know, we were founded in you know, 1866, so we're extremely old. Um, and we started as we want to protect every animal we can. It's pretty simple. We want to be, and now and since then, we became the leading voice. Uh, for animals, uh, for vulnerable and victimized animals. Um, so a lot of people think of us as dogs, cats, companion animals. Um, we are much bigger than that. Um, we started as an equine rescue. You know, New York City, saving, saving horses that were being used, uh, that were being abused in the street. Uh, Henry Berg, our founder, um, saw it happening, put a stop to it immediately. So we, st we started as an equine and we never gave up that 
other animals aspect of our of our work. Uh, but we became as big as we are now because of companion animals, dogs and cats. Um, so part of what we do is a humane uh, farming program. So part of our humane farming program has a big environmental uh, campaign to it. Um, protecting the environment is important to farm animals and it's a major part of what we do. So one of the hurdles internally, as to get back to the question here, um, was really getting over that. How, because when you see Twitter, when you see what's on the news, you don't see the explanations. You see the headline, you say Ethereum or Bitcoin, horrible for the environment, gonna destroy everything, stay away. Um, so that was a big hurdle coming through, coming through a nonprofit, especially a nonprofit that has a climate uh, impact to it. Yeah, we are trying to protect the impact to protect animals uh, so, you know, again, very big hurdle we had uh, just to get over that. But again, very happy it's coming up now. My, uh, my co-worker is going to be thrilled to hear it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's really tough, right? Because there, there is, there's, there's bits of truth in everything. And then you can, the comparisons though, start to, to, you know, completely poke holes and everything, right? Like the traditional finance system also happens to use electricity to, to power their servers and their lights and the cars that take the Brinks trucks to the bank and every, everything else that happens, right? And it's, uh, it's when you start comparing things, you realize like, oh, it's really not that different. Um, and, uh, and, you know, at the same time, none of us have ever put gas in our car to drive across town to to buy our nfts right so all of a sudden you start incorporating some of these other elements and and it doesn't hold up um but that's okay it, it just means we're insanely early and we need to explain and and help people understand these things and at the same time um every i think that a, a significant portion of our community is just as obsessed with the environment as every similar portion in every other community, right? I, I spend a lot of my time in the open space near my house, going on hikes, sharing pictures of it on Twitter and talking about how I'm buying some of that land in Superworld or, or one of these other uh, projects and, and donating money to the, the open space foundation that takes care of this land. And to me, I, I wouldn't be accepting of a completely... Of, of a community that would completely destroy the, the thing that I love the most. Right. And, and I, I'm very happy that, that groups are trying to build better and uh, smarter technologies and more efficient technologies, just like for cars. Right. Um, and, and so it's, it's important to me. And so, but, but it is interesting, right. There's, you do see, I guess from the, from the, the nonprofit's perspective is not as much as an issue either because you're not exactly adopting the technology on this ongoing basis where you're using it so much. You're just accepting it as a donation. Um, but it's, it's still just an interesting um, dynamic, I guess. And the traditional world still, you know, as long as there's politicians that are um, pushing against it are going to have a certain percentage of your public being, being a little... Uh, different, but let's let's shift focus to the more positive stuff. But I, I had to touch and I had to ask you about it because I just get it on a daily basis, right? You know, like uh, um, 
it's part of our job. But, you know, John, Mike, I think from your perspective, you're building a crypto project. You know, the Doge Vodka is, we saw the, the, the bottle mock-ups. We saw the pictures online. We know that it's coming. And I know you guys are donating uh, some of the proceeds. But from your perspective, building a company, you're not just doing a single drop and donating a percentage to charity. You're, you're, you have this, oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to, <laughs> hold on. Can I make you like a, let's see this. Give us a little, yeah. Look at that. That's beautiful. So, scooch it back so we can see that it is a rocket ship. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. I've had a couple of people where it took them a second to register that. And as soon as they do that, they're like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love it. So, so, you know, it starts with Doge Vodka, um, you know, but Sailor Gary's working on a lot of different, uh, a lot of different <laughs> products and things like that. From your perspective, it, you know, being, being a part of the ethos of the company, tell me like, your feelings are you getting pushback is it more i i know the answer right like i know that the community the 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 good outweighs the the fud and the and the bad but but tell me from your guys' perspective how you how you're attacking that and how you know how you're going to the big brands and to the retailers and the folks that that you have to partner with yeah, so I'll, ju- I'll jump in here for a second and then John add, add some color to this, but we've kind of really had this interesting perspective in saying everyone in this space is, is donating, donating some percentage of proceeds from the get go. It's kind of just a baseline and a given, which is awesome. So let's just start and acknowledge that to say communities demand that they say, if you're going to want, you know, put out some sort of project or whatever it is, we expect you to do some amount of good with it, regard, regardless of where the project goes. So that as a baseline is a really cool starting point. But we were sitting here saying, working on this, how could you take it beyond that? How could you, how could you create kind of more of a, a larger ethos and lifetime, you know, playing field here where you say this actually creates value indefinitely. You know, so so that's kind of where we came up with this idea that we're we're still working on, and there is still kind of, you know, a, a number of different hurdles that we're trying to you know figure out how to work through. Is how could you tie lifetime royalty and value creation to NFTs for nonprofit organizations? And that's really where we see this going and saying, why couldn't you have a product associated with a nonprofit that has an NFT to it, where that NFT, anytime it trades hands, anytime it's bought or sold. It has a royalty to, tied to it, and these organizations see value from that. I, I want to throw, throw something out there uh, for, for, for soon after what you're going to say, because this is one of those features and things that I wanted to throw at Pietro for uh, the <laughs> giving block. Um, I, I need uh, maybe, maybe it's like a partnership with like Fireblocks or, or even like Prime Trust, uh, uh, I, you know, behind the curtain company that, that powers these kind of things for exchanges. But I'd like a way to spin up a wallet address that's tied to me, the giver, that's also tied, like it's, like it's a contract basically, that's also tied to, let's say, the ASPCA, so that I can actually have the giving baked into the smart contract. So I never actually have to collect the funds myself, go to the giving block and make the donation and do that. I want it automated and, and, and just automatically it, it's it, it's the difference between original paypal and adaptive payment <laughs> that came later where you could split payments we need that for uh for crypto so that's well, yeah oh, okay. oh sorry <laughs> i think we're all very excited the gears are turning boys yeah they're ready to go um i'll say one thing one, one of the cool things about what 
our widget, our payments widget does essentially is you can go through the workflow and generate a dynamic wallet address for the nonprofit. So let's use the ASPCA, for example. A lot of NFT innovators and creators are leaning Wait, into this. Wait, you already this. have this feature? <laughs> so okay. that's where we're going there. Yeah. So you can right. generate this wallet address that's directly tied to the nonprofit of choice. So let's say the ASPCA. You can put that directly in a smart contract here. So it's actually so uh, on topic that you're bringing up alcohol and like brands that are in that space because, and I actually have a couple of reinforcements to Stella's here, but I'll tell you why. We did an activation with Stella Artois that was like, we don't want any revenue from a project. We just want to do something Web3, crypto native and enabled, but we want it all to go to charity. So they happen to, you know, contract out an artist, Elias Stein, who made a collection on Artblocks, who then minted that out, and I think sold out in the three hours or so. But the cool part is all the royalties and 100% of the revenue generated by the project went directly to the wallet address associated with water.org, which is a charity that helps bring clean water all over the world. So they didn't have to ever have to touch any crypto. It went directly to a nonprofit wallet. We're a non-custodial solution, so we never touched it. It just went directly from community who then received this really sweet NFT as a result. And then all of the proceeds went directly to charity. So that type of stuff, I mean, you talk about the like analog in the traditional giving space, how many hundreds of people do you need to get to go to a gala to then like have a big meal and do this thing to raise the same amount of funds, right? I think in three hours they raised close to $400,000. Uh, so you think about just how like not geographically constrained that type of giving is. It's more interactive, right? Because you get to be part of an artistic community. You get to be part of, you know, this brand, you know, so supporters of the brand can be excited about it. You know, I think of what Mike and John are doing is very, you know, kind of analogous to that and maybe taking it one step further where they're actively providing utility with the NFTs. But that type of stuff is, I think, the future of giving just generally. Yeah, I think um, I think it's important to look at it. You know, you're saying right now it's early. You know, it's we're all about trying to garner participation because that's the only way this infrastructure is going to be built. Uh, to you know what you were saying, Alon, there isn't a there isn't a phenomenal way yet for somebody participating in an NFT purchase to easily claim the deduction from that, but it's possible, and it's going to take it's going to take more and more people participating in the space, it's going to have to move from, you know, what is this contemporary kind of affluent community? You know, there a lot of these NFTs, like you were saying, are huge sums of money that are somewhat disproportionate and not, you know, normalized to reality. But if you're trading a $5 asset or a $3 asset, you know, that still should have the capacity to, you know, provide this technology layer. You know, NFTs... And crypto shouldn't be looked at as a new community for nonprofits to target. You know, NFTs and blockchain technology are new technology layer that enable new value creations. You know, it's it's like a a better version of a um, uh, um, what's the. Um, now I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. What's the, when you do a corporation that's focused on giving like um, uh, a what corp? Um, what's it called? Found, a, you know, a foundation? 
Non- yeah, but there's like a green like, cork, like what Patagonia is. A B cork, a, a B cork. B-corp. Yeah, B-corp. like Patagonia, right? So Patagonia is building a company, and it's part of their ethos to give back, right? It's part of their thing to give back. Web three, you know, the NFT communities are creating hundreds of new organizations, companies, DAOs, communities that are a much more transparent modern version of of what a b corp is supposed to be right you know like cliff bar on their package you buy a cliff bar you eat a cliff bar you read the pack you go you get stoked on on the the you know founder's journey and you see in the corner there's a certified b corp so they give some percentage of their profits but this is like a verifiable on the smart contract every cent of revenue that comes through gets gets split and you can see which organizations they support and things like much more transparent and 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 i love that stuff um i'm gonna throw something out there maybe it's the aspca um but i'm i'm right now in the process of i'll I'll let you the the people watching behind the curtain a little bit i'm in the process of figuring out a very cool um uh uh nft version of the la blockchain summit tickets that are going to happen for the next la blockchain summit in october wouldn't it be awesome if we build in a a you know some giving in there and we um i need the community to let me know what what nonprofit we should be giving to because i would like to to have that as a vote and get the aspca um right uh you know there's a uh here's something that's really cool i just pitched this idea don't tell anyone, uh, people. I mean, if you're 45 <laughs> minutes into this, nobody's watching other than the, the diehards. So I, I'm joking. There's a few thousand of you actually watching on the streams. But but there's a uh, – I don't know if I want to give this up, actually. There's a big company doing NFTs, and they're uh, – and, you may have or may not have seen them on this show before and dogs <laughs> are at the center of their NFTs and they may have a huge presence. They will have a big presence at LA Blockchain Summit, but we may do something that's really, really wild and weird um, at LA Blockchain <laughs> Summit for them. The ASPCA is, is definitely a good extension of that. Maybe we need to uh, make sure they have a presence there, but... I would love for um, for the community to give me a uh, yeah, very thinly veiled BB Studios. Uh, <laughs> this company whose name uh, rhymes with uh, Agami um, <laughs> um, uh, is 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 doing it. So, but but we have some really cool stuff. But anyway, the rest of you um, think about what nonprofit we should donate to. It should probably be the ASPCA. Maybe it's a combination. We should have the community vote. And um, what I'm also going to do is uh, twist Mike and John's arm. And I think that <laughs> certain token holders, NFT holders are going to have to get like a bottle of premium or something. I don't know. Um, but okay, getting back on, on, on subject. Um, I'm sorry, I've had about half my drink. Um, so the... Uh, <laughs> I have a question here. Um, this is not really, most of these are not really related. Hold on. Yes, Pravi, we should do a blockchain booze sting operation to recover the stolen apes. I think uh, if anyone can do it, it's, uh, it's uh, Rankin and Jim together as a like duo uh, tag team. 
Um, the um, eight coins and no. Okay, Doge Vodka. Um, Christina, a uh, friend of ours, had a really good uh, um, suggestion. You gotta, you gotta, um, you guys gotta go get Doge Coin um, or Doge Vodka um, partnered with Gigafest. Um, it's a, uh, a Tesla festival kind of thing. Yeah, okay, um, there we go. Right? I like that idea. Hey, for the rest, actually, I'm going to do the quick reset thing here is everybody who is watching, if you are watching on one of the streams, because there's a lot of you on the streams, I see you, I see you there. Um, oh, that's a, that's a great idea. We, Eric, maybe you hit me up and we do something like this and I bring you on. Uh, because I think this is a huge topic and I'd love to have Rodney Sampson, one of our venture partners on to discuss that as well. But all of you that are watching on one of the streams, come to meet.blockchainboos.io. You can ask questions, jump into the QA and ask questions to my guests. And afterwards, you'll be able to turn on your camera and hang out with the community if, uh, if you'd like. Um, now, um, guys, we, we, you know, there's... There's this whole holistic thing going on here now. And I think that we agree that this community loves this kind of thing. I think it's for most people um, a, lo a lot more uh, exciting. Um, hold on, I'm just seeing some, some questions come in here. Um, so, you know, what I would love to, to see, you know, I think Mike and John, you've seen this. Actually, Pietro, you've, you've definitely been in the mix. What's been the most creative ways communities have involved um, nonprofits into their their communities, right? Like, I think mm -hmm. that it's really easy to say I'm giving five percent to the ASPCA, but I think engaging the audiences could could create even more good. Um, I'd love to to hear from you. Um, that was one of the, the the questions I had jotted down earlier, and I I forgot to bring up. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the fun things I get to do as a partnerships manager, really. My whole job is to connect organizations in the crypto space to patronize nonprofits in some fun way, right? Um, so I can come up with a few examples here. We did an online sort of metaverse charity concert, which was one, um, with the folks over at Audius, right? So they had a couple mm -hmm. artists that dedicated a couple of, uh, you know, hours of their time to play live sets for the community. And you know, it was a free concert, but all were encouraged to donate. And I want to say we raised over $200,000 in that single day just for, you wow. know, various arts and culture nonprofits. Um, one of the cool things that we do, and, and this is kind of interesting in terms of like community governance too, to make it easy for folks who have to figure out which nonprofits they want to sponsor or support. We actually have these things called impact index funds that basically bundle nonprofits that are thematically aligned. So for the ASPCA, they're probably in our animals cause fund. So if you really care about animals, but don't know or can't decide which nonprofit to support, you can actually just pick that and the donation spread across all those nonprofits there. Um, to we're gonna, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hang and discuss LA Blockchain Summit and stuff after <laughs> this. Um, 100%. Yeah. Um, another really cool thing to your point is, um, I think like really fun activations around like certain NFTs, like giving utility to folks who donate. Um, there's some folks that are like doing special collections for folks that might like post a donation receipt or have a verified donation receipt from us. That type of stuff is really cool. So it's like a badge of honor for the community. It could even be a PO app, for example, you know, keep it pretty yeah. low cost. Um, 
We've even done activations. We have a whole day of giving called NF Tuesday at the end of the year. You know, right around December when it's giving season, yeah. people need to get their tax offsets in by the end of the year. Um, we invite the whole community to kind of come together and just do a really cool, big blowout in terms of artistic folks coming together with the donor community. You know, it's a really great way to activate that audience. Um, and then there's things like conferences, even like you're saying, thinking through how to, you know, maybe donate a portion of ticket sales. Or, you know, if you're a company wanting to do more than just like, you know, participate by giving 5%, you can donate your uh, like trading fees for the day or something, have a competition between different one, like organizations or platforms, yeah. different stuff like that's been pretty popular. That's great. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll definitely commit to, well, I know Joseph, my partner is a, a he, I, you know, we personally on our personal note, my wife and I give to um, organizations, um, usually children's organizations, things like that. Joseph mm -hmm. is a big time supporter of animal, um, you know, animal uh, uh, organizations like the ASPCA and dog specific charities as well. So we'll, we got to do something for, for LA Blockchain Summit. I think we will. But I think we should do something more, right? Like we have the ability to give um, NFTs and proof for attending certain sessions and things like that that we're going to do this year. We're not only going to do certain sessions and certain maybe private things that you have to have a certain NFT to get into, right? Nice. Like a few different private things that maybe only 10% of the ticket holders will be able to get into if they get a certain um, attribute on their ticket. But there's going to be the opposite of that. If, if you attend a session, you can get a proof of attendance. Maybe there needs to be something where if you come to the event and you donate to any charity of your choosing on the giving block live at their booth or something, we give you a special NFT for participating. And maybe it's by a famous artist or, or it's a new experience. Like I, I like the idea of a rewarding an experience with like another experience, right? So totally. I, I think we can do we can do so so many cool things. Um, yeah. We'll we'll come up with some fun stuff. I'm I'm asking the community if you have any other questions, throw them out there. Um, I, I love some of these questions, but like, um, you know, I think this this is actually interesting. Um, I would like to get an opinion. It's not exactly what the question is, but it's it's not related, but it it is related. I would like to get Matthew's take on have you, you know, on on virtual land. And, and metaverse type of stuff. I know it's completely out of, of, of your, your, your world, but like it, you know, would, would the a ASPCA consider having a headquarters in the metaverse or some, some, something like that where you can leverage participating in this, in this virtual world to, to potentially bring in a new community of people to, to support um, the ASPCA, right? Instead of a brick on the wall, it could be a brick on your building in, in the metaverse. Yes. <clears throat> Actually, yeah, great question. Um, I love um, these <clears throat> virtual worlds. Uh, it's actually a conversation I was just having with uh, <laughs> internally. And, um, you know, this is all brand new to nonprofits. Uh, so we are uh, walking before running. Uh, so having a full-on shelter or headquarters in a metaverse, that's going to take a bit of time, um, but there is nothing stopping it. Uh, and that's what I love about the nonprofit world and companies like the Giving Block. 
Um, and yes. Pietro, could, could you facilitate, could you facilitate an NFT donation to the ASPCA or a group like that? For example, could I donate a plot of land in Decentraland with a building that I already build for, for ASPCA to them or, you know, make it really easy for them um, in, in, in some way like that? So that functionality we don't offer at this point in time, but, you know, not to get into the announcement of the announcement type uh, crypto language <laughs> that we typically do, right? We will soon have uh, the opportunity for, you know, donations of other assets directly to nonprofits. One of the great things about being able to partner with the nonprofits themselves is facilitating that type of introduction where we can help them manage that sort of digital sanctuary and the cool thing, too, is like all this stuff is QR code enabled where they could even have, you know, a QR code for their donation address or their widget directly in the metaverse. Yep. So if you stroll by, you could theoretically have an NFT museum of ASPCA NFTs where, you know, it's a free exhibit. But if you want a tip on the way out, you can donate directly to the nonprofit in the metaverse, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. And you could also do, uh, you know, like BB Studios in uh, um, one of our community members and, and teams that, that are participating, they they do things like grabbing po-ops while you're in the metaverse or you could create these things like almost like vending machine looking things in your metaverse land where you could buy an ASPCA t-shirt to wear while you're in Decentraland and that is a donation to, to, to the organization, right? You could do mm -hmm. a lot of fun stuff like that. Uh, one really good idea in here before I uh, get towards the wrap up and have people start, start um, giving me their, their, um, uh, their sort of where to follow them. Uh, Chris had a good one. He said, uh, ASPCA coin in the multiverse, <laughs> you hang, um, he said, hang pictures of donors in galleries in the ASPCA building, just like the galleries of NFTs, but it's their real picture. So it's like Inception style, right? Like you actually see the real person's <laughs> picture instead of this funny, you know, instead of the picture of the ape or, or whatever you normally would have in a metaverse. It'd be pretty that's, a, that's, that's a great idea. I'm actually writing this down. Thank <laughs> you for all the ideas. I'm going to go back. <laughs> and, and hey, any, anytime uh, you can <laughs> count on me to change the subject and start pitching ideas to uh, to whoever I'm on the phone with for, for many, many I got hours. I got a quick question actually just kind of along that that same vein thinking about from our side of the table and then from the consumer side of the table you know Matt, Matthew Pietro for both of you like from your perspective what what is most helpful in adopting this technology for for nonprofits and organizations like this how how can people from our side of the table actually help that adoption? From a nonprofit side, um, that's a great question. I, we, you know, I, I, again, I've been working in uh, corporate partnership with four nonprofits for now 10 years or so. Um, we lean on the for-profit industry for their expertise in their industry. Um, one of the reasons I was excited to work with you is, you know, we have a lot of, we do very well in the alcohol industry, spirits industry. Uh, we've had a lot of partners, you know, alcohol and animals just happen to go together pretty well. Uh, so it, it works. The, um, so expertise to bring us into space. So we don't have to do the large lifts. You know, as a nonprofit, we are, our resources are going to what we do best. Our mission, saving every animal that we can, uh, making sure no animal is harmed and, that's where we want to put our energy and our resources. So partnering with companies that are experts in this field and make anything to make it easier to remove that barrier of entry 
and frictionless society, which we all kind of love, um, is what nonprofits need. Uh, and again, that's why I'm, I'm going to keep on going back to the, the giving block here. Um, we couldn't have been more excited about the, the feature. You know, it was a void that was seriously missing in our industry. Um, and that just made it super, you know, everything being basically hands off for us, <laughs> which we can focus yeah. on what we do best. You guys focus on what you do best and we work together to, to save as many animals as possible. I, I, I love it. Um, before I go around, do a roundabout, um, Mike and John, when's the, when's the Doge, uh, the Doge drop? Is that, is that slated yet? Is you not, it's still, I know that when you go on the website, it's coming soon, right? We were going to do it on, on April 20th, just to stick with, stick with memes. <laughs> we're waiting on the last, the last pieces of the physical product, which we're yeah, going to yeah. have in the next there are extra challenges when you're fi- pairing the, the physical world in its supply chain demands. And I can I can imagine yeah. you have to deal with some regulatory issues in shipping bottles and doing Co- things like COVID that. COVID and supply chain is, has made everything fun. That's that's all I'll say. Yeah. Hey, didn't you get the memo that we're we're doing all digital things on the internet? Like we could <laughs> yeah. hang out in our underpants, never leave our house, and you know, you guys forgot that part of Web three. No, I mean we've been working on this whole project for. You know, since since kind of the idea has really started originating, like over a year at this point, and we see all these projects that you know drop drop NFT collections, and they say utility later. Like that's lame. <laughs> like I yeah. want utility when a project comes, and so we've been sitting here kind of building the whole backend infrastructure of this project, so that by the time we actually kind of put everything out in the world, it's all it's all real and it's all there. And so yeah. there's you know all the fun hurdles that come along with that and all the the real world timelines, but we're getting close. We're, we're several weeks out now. Is our hope. Yeah, uh, we, may yeah. Or may, we may or may not have some metaverse assets for which we could create mm. ASPCA virtual land events. Also, just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to uh, help facilitate that. Like I just said, I've got, um, I, I can, I can participate. I would love to help with that too. Um, this, this has been awesome guys. I feel like we could, we could hang out uh, many, many, more hours and and hang out and just shoot the shit and come up with more ideas. So we're going to have to do this again. Um, Matthew, Pietro, Mike, John, thank you so much for coming. Why don't we really quickly, before we go, I want everybody to give a quick plug of where to follow them, where the best place to go, but I'm going to give my own beforehand. Um, I'm going to be uh, in New York, May 16th for security token summit. I think I told you guys last time, um, if you're one of the uh, OGs hanging out in the chat, hit me up. I'll, I'll make sure you, you've got a ticket if you'd like to be in New York with me. But uh, before that, there's going to be two weeks of blockchain boozes I'm going to have to do on the road. I may do live versions of them at a couple of events that I'm at. I'm going to try my best to stream them. And I'll, I'll ask you guys next week what the best way to... Uh, what what the community wants to do so let me know um it could be really really fun um but i might have to figure out how to actually you know like i i may just set up a laptop and point it at the stage and and i hope the sound works well or something we'll have to figure something out but i'd like to do something even better than that so i'll let you guys know and you guys give me some ideas and maybe can meet up and uh and help um Matthew, uh, what's the best place to follow you and, and of course, the ASPCA? Yeah, the ASPCA, um, yeah, good thing about being 100, uh, <laughs> since, uh, since 1866, is everything is at ASPCA. On any platform you can find <laughs> us, it is at ASPCA. Um, I am 
uh, my email. I want everybody to reach out. Anybody with pitch ideas, anybody with business partnership ideas, it's matthew.carroll at ASPCA.org. Love it. Thank, thank you. Uh, Pietro. Yeah, thanks so much, guys, for having me. I think uh, I would just encourage everybody, if you touch crypto or participate in the ecosystem in some way, or you're you know, looking to get involved for the first time, maybe a donation or working with your favorite nonprofit is that way that we get to mainstream adoption. So you can check us out at thegivingblock.com or at thegivingblock on Twitter. Myself personally, uh, Pietro Moran on Twitter, and uh, my DMs are open. So it sounds like I have to have a follow-up call with Matthew here or just on all the ideas we unlocked on this call. But if anybody else wants to chat, please reach out. Uh, if you're a nonprofit, reach out. And if you want to do something cool for your favorite nonprofit, we're, we're here to make it happen for you. Yeah, I want to throw out there, you know, a huge shout out to you guys. I told you I did that thing when I saw Tezos. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit easier because I didn't think um, it would take a lot of work on behalf of the nonprofit. But I think that something like a really good thing that happened with it was that I went to a nonprofit that I give a few hundred bucks to maybe a thousand bucks to every year. We, we more donate goods and things. And every time they do a drive for backpacks or whatever, we go overboard and do it um, and because it's important to us. Um, but I went to that nonprofit and I said, you need to accept crypto donations on the giving block because I have this money waiting for you. And they didn't have a choice, right? Like they, they, caught, they got in touch with the team. I, I, I made email introductions and they figured it out. And I was able to donate, I think it was like 500 Tez or 550 Tez or whatever that was. It was like maybe 1,200, 1,500 bucks, whatever it was. But that's for them is one of the largest individual donations, maybe the largest they got all year from the crypto community. And now what are they talking about at their charity and to their community, to everyone is how generous the crypto community is. So go to the giving block. If your charity is not there, if you give to the ASPCA every year, hell yeah, donate to the ASPCA. You should. It's wonderful, right? But also, if you have a local charity that's not yet there, push them to make sure they get there. I think it's a really important thing. Talk about educating the rest of the world about our space. It's one of the best ways to do it. You're not telling them to buy something. You're not telling them to participate. You're not telling them to buy a cartoon ape. You're you're saying, I want to give you money. Um, please sign up on this website because the crypto community gives a shit. Like we care and we want to do something nice. So I think that that's to me, one of my favorite ways I've gotten somebody new into crypto, um, ever. Right. So, um, try it. It's, it's awesome. And the giving Block's a great product. Um, I'm not affiliated with them in any way other than using them once. So it's not like a portfolio company, like, like, you know, uh, nifty spirits that I like to give a lot of love to, and I'm not conflicted in any way. I just, they, they did a great thing and I appreciate them. Well, um, that means a ton. Thank where you. Where do we follow you? Was that me? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can, so spirit punks is the project. You can follow us at, at spirit punks underscore on Twitter at spirit punks, pretty much everywhere else. Uh, spirit punks.io. My personal is mke.eth pretty much everywhere. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for the conversation, guys. You got a three-letter three letter dot ETH. That's like a big, Dude, I paid, a big deal. I paid way, way too much money for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I My, my Alon dot ETH is expensive. You don't want to part with ETH. Like it's, uh, it's right. a thing. Uh, John, what's the best place to follow you? I, I wanted to give one, you know, special thing, you know, real thanks, Pietro, Matthew. You know, it, thanks for helping to put, you know, help build. Uh, you know, as Lunar Crush would say, you can't have 
crypto without community. Um, obviously, there's a lot to build here. There's a lot of infrastructure um, to be put in place, but it's the people who are participating who are building it now. Um, couldn't, you know, it, it takes us, you know, so we're, we're excited to build here. Check us out at Spearpunks. We have an upcoming uh, Doge drop. Uh, we have a bunch of, you know, obviously this is going to be partnered with the ASPCA. We're going to be uh, doing some fun cost directions. We've got a couple other partnerships. Uh, Giving Block has obviously helped us out in facilitating a lot of those. So, um, you know, we're excited to be here. Thanks, Alon, so much for having us. Dude, thanks you guys all for coming. Um, what's what's the um, so it's at Spirit Punks underscore, and then I know that I mostly get my Spirit Punks news from uh, Sailor Gary's Twitter account. So yep. what's eight nineteen twenty six? Eight nineteen twenty six. Okay, cool. That that's the year that um, uh, uh, Sailor Gary started brewing uh, uh, hard alcohols, right? <laughs> uh, all right cool hey thank you guys so much for everyone else just one last reminder go to meet.blockchainnews.io if you want to uh chat with the community when i turn this off in just a second thank you for joining thanks everyone thank you for having us hey, thanks for having us